It's Kiddush Club News for Jews. We're back, and it's pretty cold here in New York. Uh, wh- where did the global warming go? We've been enjoying 60-degree weather but the whole the, December. At the same time, though, it hasn't snowed. Well, we had a little bit of snow. A little bit. No, yep. but no accumulation. True. And this is going to be the second year if it doesn't snow. Yeah. Second year. Yeah. Sorry, kids. <laughs> I, I was in shul and when it first started, and I he- and like all these kids are like, it's snowing. They were losing their minds. Yeah. And all the adults are like, no, no. <laughs> it's funny how those things are... Uh, as you get older, the things that you like and the things that you don't like just reverse. Yeah. Well, for some kids, they've never seen a snowfall in their life. You mean if they're two? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So as I was walking home from shul, I, I, th- there was a piece of me that was happy to see the snow. It's always nice in the beginning. It's pretty. Yeah. It's nice. It's quiet. Yeah. You know, it muffles the sound. It's serene. Yeah. There's a serenity to it. Yeah. And uh, and then I got home. Uh and then it stopped, and I was like, okay, good. <laughs> I could deal with that. Right. No, I, I would like some accumulation, not a nuisance. A right. You yeah, know, I don't want a shovel. An inch. No, yeah, half an inch. Yeah. Half an inch. Right. You can walk on it. If you yes. can walk on it, I'm fine. I don't, have, I don't have to take a shovel out. Any other tools, ice picks, I'm not into that. Yeah. And now, well, at least I kept my daughter busy on uh, Saturday night. You know, she was like accumulating, collecting <laughs> ice, bringing it in, and then it would melt. <laughs> and bringing it in, and it would melt. And just making the house a mess. And well, I was just at, like, at, at least she didn't store it in the freezer. That's true. Right? Why, did your kids do that? No, but imagine they did. Yeah. Right? Using up all that valuable space. But I'm glad she found an activity for Saturday night. Yeah. Right? Isn't it the worst? Yeah, Matzah Shabbos is long. It is. It is. And it's, you know, it's just another point in time where you have to entertain your kids, entertain yourself. Right. Have something to do. Also, especially if you Shabbos napped. Right. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be up. No, I got to tell you, the Shabbos nap is just a bad thing. It is because you can't resist it. Right. But at the same time, it's going to keep you up till at least two. Yeah. And then you're messed up for the rest of the week. Yeah. that's It's not the best way to start the week. It's the worst. But it's the only thing I know. I know. Me too. You know what I'm and saying? it's so enjoyable. I've never, like, I've tried over the years, like, let me just try to skip a Shabbos nap. And it always works out, like, fine, because I'll, I'll have a really peaceful Matzah Shabbos sleep, but I can never do it. No, 100%. Like, I could be I, in it's the middle, just a one-off. Yeah. I could be in the middle of a discussion with my wife, and I'm just, next thing I know, opening my eyes, I got oh, it's just shul time. You know? <laughs> after, by the way, it's like, after Havdalah, you're just walking around in circles. Yeah. Like, just keep opening the fridge. Yes. Just keep looking at the shredded cheese. You know what I'm saying? Should I make a pita pizza? Should I not? <laughs> What's it going to be? Yeah. And that's if you're Zeicha to make Havdalah only once. Right. True. <laughs> right, right. True. How many times? No. I have a rule in my house. It, it's one Havdalah. I don't care if you were by your friend. I don't care if you were in the bathroom. I don't care if you were sleeping. There's one Havdalah. That's it. If you don't make it, that's on you. Figure it out. Sometimes I'll walk in from shul and just need a drink so bad that I'll, I'll, I'll make my own Havdalah, like selfishly. 100%. You know what I'm saying? And I'll have my cup of coffee, but then it comes with the price of everybody wants me to make up dollar for them. Again and again and again. Well, listen, they can't make it themselves, right? If you have girls. Oh, because they're going to grow a beard, right? Right. If they drink. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> you don't want a bearded daughter. <laughs> Let me look that up. Hold on. Let's just see. Where does where does that even come from? I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the source is, but this is like known. So it seems that 
Uh, one possible theory, there's a Gemara that says that drinking beer causes unwanted hair on women. And so since some people would use beer for Havdalah, that's the origin of that statement. That's interesting. Yeah. But do you have an origin for for the for the candle? What's the candle? I don't even like, know what the candle is. If, if a girl holds the Havdalah candle, the higher she holds it, the higher her uh, the taller her chasen will be. <laughs> you never heard that? No. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I mean, again, I don't know where this comes from. It's it's a little tallest, don't you think? <laughs> Against short people. Heightest. Heightest. <laughs> it's, 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 I, I take offense from the whole thing. And I, I mean, as a whole, Jews are known to have relatively short people, right? <laughs> so, I suppose, yeah. So I guess maybe we need to shift and start having... We're just giving the girls hope. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Let's just give them hope. You're going to have a tall chassan. Yeah. I don't yeah. know where he's going to be from, but he's going to be tall. <laughs> but otherwise, Matzah Shabbos is just like, sometimes it drives me a little nuts. And it drives me so crazy that I'll actually make plans for next Matzah Shabbos. Like, next week, we're for sure going ice skating. Like, and nothing happens. You know you're not going ice skating. <laughs> nothing happens. Every time my wife says the words ice skating, that's my cue to just run away. I am not going ice skating. That's all she wants to do, and I'm not doing it. I'll do it. Oh, no, I won't do it. I don't have a problem with ice skating. It's just like Matzah Shabbos, I can't make it happen. It's something, there's something yeah. about it. It's the, the, the Kedusha leaving, it just drains you. And you just become glued to your house, <laughs> not going anywhere. But there are people that do, that, that are constantly out. Yes. Like, I'm jealous of those people. I'm not. No? I'm very like, happy. I no. wish Matzah Shabbos came and be like, all right, let's go. What are we doing? Like, nah. That's never me, though. Nah. Nah. I la- I'm very happy just... That's it. We're not going anywhere. We're not doing anything. And that's it. Figure it out. Figure it out. Everybody figure out what you're doing because we ain't going anywhere. <laughs> it's not going to be Because you have as Sunday the next day. Right. You know, we're not having two Sundays. It's true. There's one Sunday. It's true. That's enough of a responsibility. That's all. And this episode is sponsored once again by Shas for Shaduchim. I never heard of it before, but now that I have, I'm going to be using Shas for Shaduchim because it really is a proven segula for Shaduchim. Wait, how is it an actual proven segula? Well, it does say that it is a proven segula from Shaduchim. But look, it makes sense, right? We talked about this last time. It makes sense because, you know, learning Torah is, right, the greatest mitzvah that you could do. So when you actually sponsor somebody uh, and they're going to be finishing Shas, when you sponsor this, I can't think of anything that would bring you a bigger zchus, right? Right, for sure. So check them out. Uh, their link is going to be in the show notes. The website is shas, the number four, shaduchim.org. If you know somebody who's looking for a shidduch, this is the perfect thing to do. You could even do it as a gift. You could say, hey, by the way, I care about you. I want you to find your shidduch. And I did this and I sponsored it on your behalf. I think it would be a beautiful thing to do. And now this Siyama Shas is going to take place on the 5th of Shvat, which is January 14th and 15th. So you need to act now. Now is your last chance to do it. So if you have that person, you want them to find the Shidduch, head to their website, Shas, the number four, Shidduchim, S-H-I-D-D-U-C-H-I-M.org. It's going to be in the show notes. Make sure to enter KC in the coupon code and you can get a sixth name for free. Best case scenario, you have the schus of somebody getting married because of you. And worst case, you supported a daf of, of, of Gemara. Right. Right. Exactly. It's like 
it's it's win-win it really is absolutely so let's move along a little bit to uh, what's been going on. I mean, we, we spoke a little bit about the weather here in New York. There was also a story that came out uh, that was on all the Jewish websites about the uh, the girls' high school basketball team that was playing a game in Yonkers, and uh, the players walked out. They left. They walked off the court. They left the game because the other team was screaming anti-Semitic obscenities at them. Well, good for them. Yeah. Right. Why should they stick around? It's not like they're getting paid. It's not yeah. the WNBA. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> Wait. So that's a Jewish team, and they're playing against a, a, a non-Jewish, non-Jewish team. team. Yes. It's um, the Leffel School, is what the uh, the New York Post says. The Leffel School is a private Jewish school in Hartsdale, and Roosevelt High School, a public school in Yonkers. And they were saying, you know, I support Hamas and things like that. And uh, yeah. So they walked off. Good for them. Yeah. And another anti-Semitism in the uh, on this side of the world. I'm sure you saw about the uh, the police officers delivering co- delivering coffee to the uh, anti-Semite protesters. Oh, that was in Canada, right? Yes, yes, in Toronto, actually. Um, and we actually have a video of it. Uh, here it is. How did uh, How did you get coffee from the police? Uh, well, not the police. Someone get, someone has brought it for us, but the police won't let them in. So the police is now coming our little messengers between us. I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. We're up, we're on the bridge. They're not letting anyone else come on. Which makes no sense. So it turns out that it wasn't the police actually buying coffee for the protesters, just uh, a separate person that had to get past the police, so they gave it to them. And then and the they police brought it over. kind of delivered it. But it wouldn't be crazy if the police actually did that. I mean, it is Canada. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We all read it and we're like, yeah, yeah, I see that happening. <laughs> that makes sense. And we're also because they're Canadian. Yeah, right. exactly. But it, there's so much anti-Semitism there that it's not it's nothing shocking anymore. Right. It's true. And moving to Israel, I mean, big stories coming out of Israel. I mean, the biggest thing is that Israel took out a senior Hezbollah commander in Lebanon. And this is big because this is really like an, ex- uh, an escalation. This is... Uh, the senior commander in Hezbollah's elite Radwan force, Wissam al-Tawil. And uh, according to reports, I mean, even the United States is super worried that this is going to be a major escalation because Hezbollah is probably not just going to look the other way and um, the north is really heating up. But the last I checked, they were saying that the, the troops, the Hezbollah troops are moving back away from the border because they don't want to be dragged into an all-out war with Israel. I didn't see that, but I hope I hope you're right because I mean what I'm seeing is that it's getting worse and worse. Uh, also, in in Lebanon, there was a, a group that hacked the airport monitors in Lebanon, and they changed them to read the following: "You will not find support if Lebanon enters a war." Nasrallah, as in Hasran Nasrallah, the uh, leader of of Hezbollah. You will bear the responsibility for it and its consequences. You are not fighting for anyone. You destroyed our port. Now they will attack our airport because of the import of weapons. Free the airport from the clutches of the state. And the group that's taking responsibility, they call themselves God's Soldiers. And they're uh, they're known for its militant Lebanese Christian stance. Well, you don't have to look very far to be afraid, right? If you take a look at what the IDF is doing in Gaza, you don't want a piece of that. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? Especially if they are like just citizens of Lebanon and they're not even Muslims, right? Right. So why would they want this? 
Exactly. And it's funny that you say it that way because Gallant, uh, who is the defense minister, said that if Hezbollah doesn't stop, Israel can, quote, copy and paste the Gaza war to Beirut. And I thought that was such an interesting way to put it. It's such an Israeli-focused kind of a, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're just going to do the same thing. Exactly. It cannot get simpler than that, right? We're going to just copy-paste, right? <laughs> We're going to do he'etek, hedbek. Did you know that that's the term for copy-paste? Uh, no, I did not. That's true. But but did any, I, I wonder if any journalists like called him out on that, like, is that a military description, sir? <laughs> copy-paste, is that what the military calls it? You Listen, know what? If Yoav Gallant says it, yes. it just became a military term. I was just going to say that. Also, uh, the IDF announced that they eliminated two commanders in Gaza, and these are two commanders who were definitely part of October 7th. They are slowly making their way through the list, and yes. they're all going to get eliminated. Hopefully you are correct with Hashem's help. Hopefully that happens. So, I mean, that was good. And then, you know, some of the more stranger news that came out, and this is from the Times of Israel, that Israel's in talks with Congo, you know, the country Congo in Africa, to voluntarily move and re, you know, move some of the Palestinians to go live in Congo. <laughs> <laughs> A voluntary resettlement, they're calling it. I don't know why, just the name Congo, Congo. <laughs> just makes me laugh. I don't know why. It's, it's unjustified. But yeah, that would be, that's a dream. That's a win-win, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would call it a win-win exactly because, yes, we'll win by getting rid of uh, some of the Palestinians. But I don't know if they'll consider that a win. Like, what yeah. is in Congo for them? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Like, imagine they get there and it's like, welcome to our country. What are your skills, Muhammad? And he's just going to be like, I can build you the best tunnels you ever saw. <laughs> Okay, what about you, Ahmad? <laughs> hey, also tunnels. Also, I can build tunnels. Very good. Very good. The best. The best. And it's just going to go on and on. <laughs> Down the line. Because <laughs> that's really the skill that they come with. Yep, yep. I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, also, also coming out of Israel, I mean, this, this is a wild one also. And when I read it, I said, you know, that would be great if they brought it to the United States. Netanyahu wants to pass a law that would make ministers in the government have to pass polygraph tests. But do you mean, why? Like, what are we asking them? Well, he's unhappy that things keep getting leaked to the media. So he wants to be able to give them polygraph tests to try to prevent. Like, if you know you're going to be have to take a polygraph test, you're going to be a lot more careful about what you share, who you share it to, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So just they're going to walk in one day. Okay, everybody, surprise. <laughs> Roll up your sleeves, <laughs> take off your shirt, we're going to hook you up. <laughs> exactly. And I, I was reading it and I was like, that's for, I mean, Trump is reading that article and being like, day one, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Executive <laughs> right? order. No question Trump is doing the same thing. Right? Nobody gives a polygraph test like Trump. <laughs> and um, also, I'm sure you saw the, uh, the, the one of the stars from the show Fauda, uh, his name's Idan Amedi. Uh, this is what he looks like, and uh, it, it's it's pretty amazing because he's a he's a regular star in Israel, 
I guess even around the world because it is, is pretty famous around the world and he was seriously injured in Gaza. Yeah, they, a few of them, actually, a few of the stars of Fauda actually went and fought. Yeah. Which is, to me, insane. Yeah, it's something we've never seen like in our times. Like those celebrities, like imagine celebrities just, you know, what? maybe we should send Kanye over there. <laughs> maybe Kanye <laughs> should go fight. If you really want to earn your place back in the good graces of the Jewish community. Go fight. That's one way to do it. He should do it. Uh, also, there, I'm sure you know that the uh, International Criminal Court is going to be having a hearing on whether Israel committed war crimes. That's at The Hague, right? Yeah, and that was that's being brought by South Africa. I mean, we're talking a lot about Africa today, but South Africa has been really pushing this, unfortunately. And um, there's a, Israel is permitted to send a judge who's going to participate. Uh, that's going to be Justice Chief Justice, former Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, Aharon Barak. And he will be there uh, along with a panel of international judges. Obviously, he's there to protect Israel's in- interests. And he's actually a Holocaust survivor. Uh, I can't think of anyone better to be, I mean, I don't know his politics, but ho- imagine a Holocaust survivor sitting there while they try to claim that Israel's committing war crimes. It's pretty pretty crazy. I mean, this whole thing seems like a, a huge pain in the neck. Like, if not for South Africa, we wouldn't have to deal with this? Yes. But also, shouldn't they wait till it's all over? Like, can't we just be... Like, we're in a war. They don't care. South Africa, they don't care. So so the International Criminal Court could actually uh, uh, force a trial. Yes, but the the thing is that uh, Israel doesn't abide by the International Criminal Court, as also the United States doesn't. And so technically, even if they pass something, nothing really changes, except if someone from the Israeli government were to go somewhere that does follow the International Criminal Court, they could get arrested for being a war criminal. You so, mean if if you just travel there? Just, yeah. Just, tra- just being there, they have, they'll have they have a warrant in that country, Exactly, I guess. exactly. So that's, that's pretty crazy. Um, Bibi was speaking about this, uh, and we have a clip for you. It's in Hebrew, so uh, I'll actually read the subtitles. Here it is. I'll speak over the video. I would like to say a word about South Africa's false accusation that Israel is committing a genocide. No, South Africa, it is not we who have come to perpetrate genocide, it is Hamas. Hamas would kill us all if it only could. In contrast, the IDF is acting as morally as possible, does everything to avoid harming civilians, and Hamas does everything to get them harmed, using them as a human shield. And I ask, where were you, South Africa, and others who accuse us? Where were you when millions were murdered and displaced in their homes in Syria, Yemen, and other places? You weren't there because everything you do now is just nonsense, lies, and evil spirit. We will continue our war defense, which is the most just and moral. So my question is, why are we even being guyrus them? Like, why do we care? Why can't we just ignore we could, we could, but you, I mean, so what, what's the alternative to let them just have this trial and we just don't participate? Right, nobody, no, nobody's, <laughs> nobody's there. there. And they just say whatever they want? No, I, I'm happy that they're doing it. Um, I mean, it's not, the whole thing is just not a great situation, so. But I mean, also it doesn't seem like we didn't get a fair shake necessarily. Yeah, I, I wouldn't expect you know a fair I'm saying? shake. I don't, yeah. I don't have like high hopes for the outcome here. Uh, agreed, agreed. Um, also, Israeli government news, 
Uh, I mean, this one, I, I kind of feel bad because I know where she was going, but it just didn't. So this was this is coming from Yeshiva World. A member of Knesset, uh, Keti Shitrit, was talking about the hostages in Gaza, and she said the following, quote, One morning I woke up and could not see out of my one eye, and I was taken for surgery. Recovery was long. I can't get dressed or shower or do other things I did before. Why am I telling you this? Because I so I can so clearly understand how your lives were so suddenly turned upside down. That had to have ruffled feathers. Ruffled a lot of feathers. Because you can't say that. You can't. You'll never know unless you have been a hostage. You will never know what it's like. A hundred percent. And like to just say like, oh yeah, I couldn't see, and so therefore I get it. That's like that's like saying like, oh yeah, I know what it's like to be a hostage. I, you know, it was 120 degrees and our air conditioner broke. It's like what? Right. That, no. No. Big no. no. Hard no. pass. So, but but I do understand she was trying to be empathetic. You know, she was just trying to be empathetic, and so it didn't. You know, it just didn't work out. Um, also, I mean, this is actually from uh, a, a little bit over a week ago. Uh, unfortunately, there's a report coming out that dozens of IDF soldiers who fought in Gaza have been diagnosed or suspected of having leishmaniasis. It's a parasitic disease that's spread by the bites of infected sandflies. So what does it mean? It means that it's it's adding insult to injury. And it means that they're getting this this skin disease, this skin, you know, the skin parasite, which to me is new fear unlocked. Skin <laughs> parasite. Never heard of it. Right? right? If you just said, oh, they're getting a rash, I'd be like, okay, all right, no problem. I get rashes. You know, that's that's cool. Mm-hmm. Once you say skin parasite and now you start imagining parasites in your skin, it's like you finally get back from Gaza and now you have a skin parasite? That's scary. That's horrible. Wait, do you think that there's foul play? What, like Hamas was training sandflies? No. <laughs> no, but maybe. like I, I don't know. I don't know, but like. <laughs> Like whenever something is like you have to you have to think on your toes. No, you're starting to sound like them, you know, like the with the with the seals, with the, the sharks that Israel is training to attack people. You know, they keep claiming we've covered these stories. Right, that's true. That's you know, true. no, they're so not saying complete happenstance. Yeah, but the, the irony is, I guess that uh, are they immune to it? How come like the, the the Gazans don't have this problem? You know, like well, the, maybe it arose out of unclean conditions that are in Gaza. Interesting. The article didn't say that, but that's interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Maybe. You got to just keep all options open. I hear you. Let's move on to the rest of the world, shall we? Yes, please. Okay, well, you know about the Alaska Air Flight. Does anybody not know about the Alaska Air Flight? Well, I can tell you a few things you may not know about the I, Alaska I, I Air Flight. Well, so first, first, yeah. yeah go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Tell, tell our audience about the Alaska well, Air Flight. Here's what I know. I got a video. Yeah. Right? And we'll include the video. And on the video... I see people, and then I see the side of the plane and a hole in the side <laughs> of the plane. And then I read the caption, and it's like, a boy's shirt was sucked <laughs> off his body. That was the worst. I'm like, what? What is, like, how? How did this happen? And apparently a, a hole was blown in the side of the plane. Like, yeah. there was a loose item, like yeah. a loose hinge maybe. But it was a panel. I don't, was it a door? I don't think it was a door. I don't think it was a door. Uh, I think it was a panel. No, I think yeah. it was a door now. Maybe? Yeah, okay. it was a door. But Whatever, either way. Yeah. <laughs> this, Whichever a, way you slice this. I didn't need more reasons to yeah. not fly. Yeah. And now I have them. Mm-hmm. Yeshiva week, here we come. <laughs> we'll be staying local. We'll be staying local this year. You need to give the uh, the the uh, viewers discretion. Yeah, we really do. You know what I'm saying because people yes. can't handle it. Yeah, 
I don't I, I'm one of those people. Right. <laughs> but you're not flying. But there's going to be people flying, and you want to keep them calm, right? I don't want them checking every panel. Well, if it makes everybody feel better, Boeing uh, downed like 700 of these planes saying that they the could be I don't think the word is downed. Oh, you sorry. shouldn't use that word. I think it's grounded. Grounded, yes. <laughs> They grounded like hundreds and hundreds. They they advised that everyone should ground them because a certain type of bolt would be lo- would potentially loose. Right. Yeah. That's that pretty crazy. crazy. Pretty crazy. And wait, the kid's shirt flew off. And How he does almost that happen? Went, I don't know. But he almost went out the door. How like does his shirt go without was, him? <laughs> somebody was holding him for dear life. Is that what it is? Yeah. He wasn't strapped in. He was almost. He almost flew out. Wow. That would have made this. An unbelievable disaster. You, you know, I, I I never understood why it was okay to fly with a kid in your lap holding the kid. You know, because they, they, they wake you up. You could be in the deepest sleep of your life and they wake you up to put your seatbelt on, right? Super important. But that kid could sit on your lap and you're just holding them. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's- Like, let's, how is that safe? But now be, you're telling me this person actually held the kid? Yeah. No, no, no. Let's be clear. Like, airline safety belts are not, like, it's, it's like- What's it going to do for you? Exactly, right. it's not exactly the best safety contraption <laughs> ever invented. Right, right? that plane crashes. Right. A car seatbelt is way better than a plane seatbelt. Right, because right? what's it doing for you? Right, it's just going to keep you from flying out of your seat. Like if there's right. turbulence, turbulence, right? right. Turbulence, right. you could really fly up yes, and, yes. and hurt yourself. So it does keep you in the chair, but not much else. Right, if, exactly. If a door opens mid-flight, <laughs> I don't know if that seatbelt's going to help you. But, but it I'd seems much, it did. I'd much rather have somebody holding me, especially oh. if I'm. <laughs> especially I'll hold if, you, bro. Especially if I'm a kid. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Boeing stock. Took a took a took a dive because of this. Obviously, well, yeah, they keep having these problems. But even crazier is that a bu- some people found this was wild a iPhone that got sucked out of the plane, and they found it, and they looked at the phone and it they saw on it uh, basically an email uh, or, or something that was talking about the bag check for this flight, so they know it came from this flight. And the iPhone was in perfect working order. <laughs> Wait, they found it in airplane mode. Yes, in you airplane that's, mode. Yes, that's, how, that's that right. That was the first clue. Yes. Right? The first clue is it's in airplane mode. They took it off. And then notifications for that flight started exactly. popping up. And it had battery left for a couple of days. Yes, yes. Well, it says, yeah, 50% battery. Right. So they had found an iPhone, but they still haven't found the door of yeah. the plane. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. But, but. Who knew? I mean, I, why is it that when I drop my phone like six inches, the whole thing shatters? <laughs> this guy drops it from 16,000 feet and the iPhone's fine. Yeah, maybe that's the trick, oh. right? Stop with these six-inch jumps. <laughs> We've been getting it all wrong all this time. <laughs> you know, you got to start throwing it across the room and it'll be fine. <laughs> okay, the other big story that everybody couldn't get enough of was that guy who jumped Onto the judge. The leap seen across the world. Yes, yes. And we're going to include, obviously, we're going to include all these videos. I, I never seen anything like that. I don't think anybody has. The, the, it's the, the leap that he takes, you got to give him credit. Before the leap, though, it's the affront to the authority. Right. That's what it is. It's like, I didn't know that you can just dive over the bench. And attack the judge. Right, nobody knew. Right, nobody knew until until, until now. And every criminal is like, wait, wait, wait. That was you an could, option. You could, right, you could do that. I mean, the the article from NBC News says court cameras showed the moment Diabra Redden, thirty, 
appeared to Superman over the bench during a hearing Wednesday. Because there's no other way to put it. He takes that leap and he gets right to her. And so they, they actually asked him about it. And he said, after the attack, he told the marshal, the judge has it out for me and the judge is evil. And the marshal said he also apologized saying, I'm sorry you guys had to see that. <laughs> well, I think the bizarre part of all of it is that b- while he was talking to the judge, he makes mention of his mental illness. Right. Like he, like his mental health issues. Right. He spoke about it to the judge. He's like, you know, I, I, I think I'm... Right. Like, I didn't know that I had mental health issues, but now right. I think I have them under control, whatever. And then he goes and does this. Well, she said... Because she responds to that and says... Well, you know what's what it's time you need. for you to get a taste of yeah, something else. Exactly. Yeah, she was snarky. She was snarky. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She was definitely not sympathetic. She could have done it better. I'm not saying he should have done what he did. I must have watched this video. Oh yes, thousands. At least two dozen times, like when I first saw it. A hundred percent. Right, and then subsequent. But the amazing views. There's, there's, there are times where you see a video where you're just totally unprepared for what your eyes are about to see. Yeah. Oh, by the way. My favorite thing was showing the video yes, to others. Yes. Just watching their jaw drop. Yes. Because yes. nobody knew. Yes. <laughs> Who knew? It's the greatest watching people's reactions. Yeah, that is, that is number one. Yeah. I, I'm, I mean, this guy, I, I'm, I mean, I'm happy he's off the streets because he clearly has poor impulse control, I think, yeah, I would I think say. That's one way, <laughs> right? one way to put it, sure. Aggression issues, maybe, <laughs> right. you would think. And did you see he he's back in court today? Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. They brought him back into court. In front of the same judge. Oh no! But this time he's shackled. Oh, he's gosh. wearing mittens, <laughs> and he has a muzzle over his face. What did he bite her? I don't know. What, nobody knows, by the way, what happened under the desk, behind the desk. Right? <laughs> nobody knows. There's no footage. Right? Right? You don't see it. All yeah. we see is just a, a bunch of bailiffs and one guy pounding on him, punching, <laughs> punching like a girl. There's no other way to say it. I'm sorry. <laughs> He was just no punching. to the women listeners. Right. No, no. It's just, he, you know, yeah, he could have yeah. put a little bit more into, yeah, the, yeah. into those punches. Yeah. But, but he's, and he's the security guy? Like, yeah, come it, on. I, do better. I, they're reassessing the whole situation. <laughs> do better. But but did you see the picture yet, by the way? No, I didn't. I didn't. Let me show it to you. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny. It's not funny, but it's funny. Right. <laughs> it's not funny. Right. We'll include a picture funny. in the WhatsApp group. Yeah. But yeah, he's there today. But it, it's, to me, surprising that the same judge decided that she won't. Oh, she wants to do it. <laughs> she wants him back there. I could imagine. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, other people would be scared. Like, I don't think I would. Would you? Yeah. You would take the revenge. same. What revenge? She's going to get revenge on him He's now. saying she's going to give oh. him a sentence he'll never forget. Throw the book at him. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny because it reminded me of an article that I read. Uh, it's, it's so weird, this study that they did about aggression in men. And what they did was they took tears from women. And they took a bunch of subjects and they had them smell the tears of women who had cried. So they gave some of the men the tears to smell, which, and by the way, tears don't have a smell. Yeah, I was just saying, I was going to mention, yeah. Yep, yep. But this is, that's why it's a crazy study. Okay. And the other group, you know, this blind study, the other group, they gave them just saline to smell. And they found that the men who smelled the women's tears, their aggression was reduced by 44%. 44. 44, not 42, <laughs> 43, not 45, now, that's 44. very interesting. Isn't that crazy? Well, first of all, I, I want to clarify that no women were harmed. <laughs> well, we don't know. <laughs> right, so we don't know. <laughs> we don't know if any women were harmed in this study, but it's, it's fascinating. 
Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But, you know, I immediately understood because, it, I mean, anyone who's married knows this. If your wife cries, it's game over. Yeah, exactly. It's game over. It doesn't matter what is going on in the world. You're broken. It's it's you're, done. Exactly. That is the just the decider. Yeah. Done. It, it, she could have done the worst thing imaginable to you. Right. If she cries... You are automatically in the wrong it's and you will true, be apologizing. But does this work with siblings? Mm. No, I don't know. Yeah, That's don't a good question. So. Mm. That's a good point. Right? You should contact the scientists from that study. <laughs> That's the first thing I'm going to do. You have a ha'ara here. <laughs> the first it's thing, important. right? <laughs> and, and in related news, a man pleaded not guilty to manslaughter about a woman who, a woman who died. <laughs> Could you please get through this? <laughs> Can't get through it. Uh, she was she was having a slap therapy in his slap therapy workshop i thought for sure you'd know about slap therapy you think i would know about slap therapy yes could you please explain because i'm still not clear okay so uh it happened in uh the united kingdom in wiltshire and uh it's an alternative therapy and it's called uh paida la gene therapy and patients are slapped or they slap themselves repeatedly, and it's supposed to, <laughs> it's supposed to be some sort of healing. Your face is, is says it all. Yeah, so it's it therapeutic. It's saying. therapeutic to be exactly. slapped or slap yourself. Yes, but notice you don't get any of the slapping done, right? <laughs> I think the patient should be the one slapping. That will well, get the aggression out. That's part of it. That's part of it. But also, someone else could slap you as well. And the guy, he's actually an American who had this workshop. He has an Asian-sounding name. His name is Hangchi Shao, and uh, he's from Cloudbreak in California. And he entered not guilty because I mean he was <laughs> he was <laughs> slapping her, and he killed her. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait a minute. So the slap killed her. So okay. So I will say that she was a diabetic also, and so it it, it seems that she was doing this instead of taking her insulin. Oh, bad idea. Yeah. Yeah, slap therapy is not going to work <laughs> to raise your blood sugar. So, I mean, I looked it up. I, I had to know what this looked like. So I looked up a video of what this therapy looks like. Uh, I mean, here's what it looks like. You could you could watch it here. Okay, I see it. It's not what I imagined. <laughs> I know, but the imagining is much better. Yeah, oh, much better. <laughs> like I had full force, like yeah. the slap league. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But yeah. how did somebody? I guess she she didn't die from the slap then. No, she, she didn't. She definitely die from, died yeah. from the uh, from the blood sugar. Yes, exactly, exactly. It was the diabetes that killed her. But because he was promoting this as an alternative, oh, he did. Yeah, he it, was saying, "Don't worry, you don't need any medication. Exactly, just let me slap you. Exactly, and you'll be good." That's why. That's why it's manslaughter and not murder. And right. Yeah, okay. Exactly. That makes sense. In other aggression news, uh, a 33-year-old woman named Roya Heshmati received 74 lashes in Iran for refusing to wear a hijab. And even crazier is that she demanded when they did it to her that she was not going to wear a hijab then either. No matter what. Yeah. And she relieves, She received 74 lashes. But I just want to know why was it 74? Like, how did <laughs> right. we get to that number? <laughs> well, we have 39. Right. Right. How'd they get to 74? I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know, but I don't see any of these pro protesters, you know, saying anything about human rights. There, you know, she, she didn't wear her job, and she got thirty nine. She still lashes. doesn't wear her job, and you know, who knows what's next? <laughs> what, what's going to be? Next? I don't know. More lashes? Who knows? Maybe a more serious punishment? She doesn't care. 
She doesn't care. And in related news with Iran, I happened to, to stumble, I guess once, you know how that, that happens is that once you're reading about something about a, a subject, you get suggested things to see. And this article came out about the Iranian spider-tailed viper. Did you ever hear this, this animal? Never. This is the miracle of creation right here, okay? This is a, a we'll include this video. This is, you gotta watch this. This is a snake, okay? And the, the tip of its tail looks like a spider. So this snake, he hangs out and he moves his tail around and it looks like a spider is crawling around on rocks. That's what it looks like to me right now, yes. And so watch what happens. So he just keeps moving his tail around and he actually looks just like the rocks himself. He's camouflaged to look like the rocks. So he moves it around and he lies in wait until wow. an unsuspecting bird comes to eat that spider and he gets the bird. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That's great. I, I mean, I love it because I, I, it, I love the nature videos that show me actual predatory behavior from animals. But, but the amazing thing is not just that. It's that, you, could you imagine this snake, the whole, only way it's able to live is because the, its tail looks like a spider. He has to wait for a bird to come eat his tail and then he eats the bird. And it just reminds me of what we say in Birkos Amazon that, you know, God gives each living creature what they need. Yes, true, but it, he, there's also no reason why he can't eat a mouse like every other snake, right? <laughs> okay, valid. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> like he's got this extra thing. He has a taste for bird. I'm just saying he's got this extra like like weapon in his arsenal, so to speak. And it's crazy though. Yeah. Have no, you ever no, seen no. anything like I've that? I've never. I've never crazy. seen that. But you know what's also interesting to me? Like once we're on animals, like scorpions, they have venom. Right, we've we've discussed scorpions before. I think you ran into one. Yeah, yeah you remember when I was year. in Mexico? Yes. yes. Yep. So inside the tip of their tail, they have venom, and that venom is used to cure many diseases. Oh, absolutely! Not just not just scorpions. Snake venom, many venoms from a lot of different animals are used for that, and yeah. bee stings as well. But the scorpion venom, you can harvest like one or two drops maximum, and and. People are like looking, like science is looking for more and more scorpion venom to the point where a gallon of scorpion venom costs $34 million. No, come on. Those are the numbers. Just go to Mexico. Go to my hotel. I'll give them my room number. I understand. <laughs> get all but the you, scorpions they need. <laughs> no. But people do that now. They, they, they'll raise scorpion farms and <laughs> harvest the venom. That's the, yeah, yeah. This is could you imagine? entrepreneurs. <laughs> Could Imagine you? the shidduch, like <laughs> the boy comes comes over and you say, oh, so what do you do? <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about it too much, but uh, I'm a very successful uh, scorpion farmer. <laughs> That's going to be the thing, by the way. Now that you said this on the cast, everyone's going into scorpion farming. Well, this is really unbelievable. I got to fact check this. I don't believe this. Uh, the scorpion farmers, 36 million. Uh, okay, here we ha Ah, so you were wrong. Wait, it's not? 39 million per Oh, gallon. you see, the price went up. 39 million dollars. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> we need to be farming scorpions. This is mind-boggling. Okay, forget that. I'll give you an easier way to get venom. The biggest poisonous spider has been found. Guess where? Where? You know. Where would it be? Where do they always find these insects? 
Australia. That's correct. Wow. I can't believe I got it. Yes, very good. You've been listening to the cast. I'm proud of you. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you got a pass. The largest male specimen of the world's most venomous spider has been found in Australia. Yay! Celebrate. The deadly Sydney funnel spider, dubbed Hercules, was found on the central coast 50 miles north of Sydney. Anyone who lives in Australia, could you just write into us? How do you, like, <laughs> I just want to know because I, just knowing this spider exists, I'm already itching. My whole body's itching right now. Like, how do you sleep being in the same country? Yeah. Continent, even. The deadliest spider, and they found it, and they call it Hercules. <laughs> it's not not pretty. Can I see a picture? Here it is. Oh, I, lo- I like how they have a coin in there for scale. <laughs> like, maybe maybe four <laughs> coins would fill up that spider. No, the truth of the matter is I think there are bigger spiders in general, but this is the mo- the, the largest of the deadliest Right, so this is the deadliest spider in the world, and this is the largest of the deadliest. So it gives the Black Widow a run for her money. Oh, for sure, absolutely. And also in Australia, if that wasn't bad enough, we have another roller coaster incident. And I didn't even know that this was a possibility. One of the world's tallest roller coasters got stuck after someone's scarf became tangled on the 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 uh, the ride's wheels as they were moving. I didn't even know that could happen. Well, technically anything could happen, but aren't they supposed to like secure these things? Like you're not supposed to be able to have a scarf on a ride because it can it can fall off did, the ride. Do you you've gone on roller coasters as have I? Do you remember them ever telling you, "Well, take off your scarves. You, you don't want to cause a problem." Take Just off hands your inside the car. Right. 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 Uh, hats. No, you take off your hat. Right. You have to take off your yarmulke sometimes. Yeah, you take off your yeah. yarmulke exactly. So, but but scarf? All right. Look, I didn't need more reasons to not go on roller coasters. Right. <laughs> right. I don't see you as the... I'm not a roller coaster guy. Yeah. Correct. But now I have yet another reason. Okay, let's move to India. And the reason... <laughs> no, it, again, I don't make the news. I just report it. I'm here I'm here for you. <laughs> I just <laughs> report it. No, the, the reason why this story caught my attention was because of the headline. It's unbelievable. The headline just got me. And this is the headline, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Yet another scrapped plane got stuck under a bridge in India. And I was like, another scrapped plane <laughs> Where got we stuck been? under a bridge? How many times has this happened exactly? <laughs> so it was, a, it was a decommissioned airplane that, is being, that was purchased by, to, to convert into like a restaurant or something. And it got stuck, you know, going under an overpass. Well, I guess they were transporting it by boat. No, they were transporting it by, you know, oh, just like an underpass on the highway. Exactly. Okay. And here's the video. Uh, and as it turns out, this happened also in 2021, and it happened also in 2019. So I it, is it bad luck? Is it something about Indians? And why do people in India want decommissioned planes so badly to be it's there? N- it's not that usually you'll have a measurement by a bridge. Of course. Right. No, so but, 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 are they but, just winging it like here? No, but I don't even understand what's the obsession with like old planes and eating in an old plane. Like when I land, I want I'm up and out of the plane. First guy. But they know? have these. They have know, these here. Like, where? I've never seen there's that. There's a TWA lounge in JFK Airport. Okay, no, that's but the that's, whole that's, Oh, that's, no, that's, that's what it is. That's what they want to do. No, but they have multiple. They're all over the country these planes. Have you ever been to anything in an old plane? No. no okay. No. Doesn't exist. <laughs> Doesn't exist. Somehow they they like it. And speaking about restaurants, it's not only in India where you have crazy restaurant stories. 
Dunkin', which is no longer Dunkin' Donuts, by the way. You know, no, I'm not happy about that. Though. Me neither. Their logo is still DD, but D- it's just Dunkin'. D- Dunkin' what? Right. Like your children are never going to know. Right. Because you're just going to say Dunkin' on them. And I see the stores now. Exactly. And, and it's not like I, I, I don't like it. Yeah. Dunkin'? Like, what is the, like? What are we Dunkin'? Exactly. Not cool. Anyway, so a customer at Dunkin', his name's Paul Kerouac. He's seeking more than $100,000 in a lawsuit that he filed because of severe and long-term injuries that he suffered from Dunkin', but it wasn't from their donuts. <laughs> well, it's not in the name anymore, so, <laughs> so maybe not. So he says that a toilet exploded, and it covered him in human feces, urine, and debris, and it caused him injuries. Well, does it say how it exploded? It doesn't say. So we don't have any other information, just that the toilet somehow exploded all over him apparently yeah yeah yeah. and he's and he wants revenge yeah he wants revenge well i can't blame him there more than a hundred thousand dollars and i'm sure this is going to be mentioned in this lawsuit is that now after it happened now he says he came out of the bathroom now he's covered in feces right and he goes to employees and one of the employees says that they were aware of the problem with the toilet because there had been previous incidents well how can a toilet explode more than once why not well, no, it's not. I don't think the ceramic exploded. I think the contents exploded. Oh, I oh, think. Oh, yeah, that could happen. <laughs> but exploded covering his whole body. Yeah, like that's sometimes, a real explosion. Sometimes something goes down the toilet, especially if you have kids, right? And something goes down. And it's never quite the same. <laughs> like, it never quite flushes with the same gusto. No, you know what? Now you got me thinking. I do remember. I once asked about the. You know how houses have like holes in them. And I know that when the plumbing of a house needs air to be displaced, because then to keep the water flowing, there needs to be displacement of air to liquid. Okay, engineer. So now I'm thinking maybe for some reason there was some sort of built, maybe there was a clog and air pressure built up. It has to be air. Right. And that made everything explode. But, But why didn't they take this out of order? He comes out and they're like. And they're like, toilet number two got another one. And that's why it's called toilet number two. <laughs> but to, to be honest, if this happened to me, like Chas Shalom, I, I would be suing for 100 million, uh, not 100,000. Yeah. I agree. Right? I agree. I mean, this is severe distress. Yeah, this is PTSD. No, like you'll never be the same. No, you, ne- you never Pu- go to the bathroom again. Right. <laughs> Public toilets ruined forever. Or even private toilets. Yeah. There's nothing you know stopping what? a private toilet from happening. Would you be my lawyer? <laughs> Paul Kerouac. <laughs> Get in Contact touch. Contact us. <laughs> Well, if any other toilets explode, we are going to keep you informed. We'll definitely keep you informed, as we always do. And thank you guys for listening. Of course, don't forget to join our WhatsApp group. You can find the link in the show notes. You can follow us on x.com, formerly known as Twitter. Find us on Instagram and be sure to leave us a five-star review on Spotify and on Apple. Kiddish Club out. This episode is copyright Kiddish Club Media.